How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to Just Nobody's Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm your host, Daniel. And today we're doing a podcast. Woo! If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit the subscribe button. And while you're at it, hit the like button. Today we're going to be talking about some crazy theories. We're going to be talking about some Disney theories. We're going to be talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. And possibly Amazing Spider-Man 3, Andrew Garfield. Oh, yeah. So this podcast is being filmed a couple days after Christmas. Yeah. We hope everybody had an amazing Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrated. We hope you had an amazing one. Gosh, hope 2022 is better than 2021. I really hope so. Because, man, these past two years have been rough you know last week we didn't have a chance to talk about some christmas theories so we should get into it today oh yeah we got some good christmas theories daniel actually said a lot of good christmas theories recently okay everybody knows home alone right Ho the home alone theory okay we all know little kevin he's an eight-year-old kid that is trying to stop these burglars from coming in his house yeah he's trying to like set up those traps and stuff right but he seems like he's like the neglected one in his family like no one really like cares about kevin right? yeah everyone seems to kind of forget about kevin but he's super good at setting these traps Super good. Like, they're almost deadly traps to these people. So the theory is that little Kevin grew up to be Jigsaw. We all know Jigsaw, right? The creepy Jigsaw. dude with the mask, right? And he captures these bad people and he uses traps against them that eventually kill them. Right. And like Kevin, he doesn't use his traps against good people right he only goes against bad people and that's kind of like jigsaw where he targets only bad people it's so it makes so much sense because we know like kevin was like neglected right so the theory is that he ran away from home he ended up being the jigsaw killer and using his talent of making traps to hurt bad people and screen rant also talks about how home alone yeah. takes place in new york mm -hmm. And Saw, Jigsaw, takes place in New York also. Oh, yeah. So they're both in the... I mean, it's possible. They're it's both in the possible. same state, same city. Gosh, little Kevin, man. Because when you think about it, an eight-year-old should not be making those traps. No. He was way too smart for an eight-year-old. Okay, but moving on from that, have you heard of the Frosty the Snowman theory? No. Okay, Channel Federator did a crazy theory about the dark origins of Frosty the Snowman. What, what's dark about Frosty the Snowman? It seems like like the most innocent like Christmas story there is. Right, but if you look at the, old, the original story, song the lyrics right yeah the kids that made frosty he had a button nose and two eyes made out of coal yeah. right if you think about it they made frosty on a hotter day in the song it says that they it started to get hot right so we know that it's probably after christmas yeah so the it, weather's changing exactly so it would make sense that the only reason the kids have coal is if they were naughty oh they got it from santa exactly because they're on the naughty list exactly so the theory is that Frosty the Snowman was actually made by the naughtiest kids. And he just ends up, he's not actually good, he's actually naughty. Well, think about it too, right? The kids are probably so evil and naughty, they chose to build the snowman on a hot day to make him suffer and melt. Exactly. They, that's that's part of the theory too. They made it, they made him on a hot day knowing that he was going to melt. Those kids are bad kids. Dude, Frosty the Snowman, that has some dark backstory onto the polar express theory i love this theory for everyone who missed it on tiktok there's a crazy theory about polar express the polar express theory i i was really shocked by okay so we all know hero boy right we get introduced to a boy that doesn't believe santa's real we get introduced to the hobo on the train that doesn't believe santa's real and then we get introduced to the the train conductor who t obviously believes santa's real he takes kids to go meet santa right but if you look at who plays their voice tom hanks voices all three of them. He voices the older version of the boy, he voices the train conductor, and he voices the hobo. He voices all three. So the theory is that they're all the same person, and the hobo and the train conductor represent the two possible futures of the boy. So if he ends up not believing in Santa, he's gonna end up like the hobo. He's gonna just tell kids that Santa's not real, 
and he's going to try to ruin the belief of Santa. Right. But if he grows up and meets Santa like he did, he'll end up to be like the train conductor and he'll end up telling kids all about Santa and how the magic of Santa is real. I just feel like this theory, it makes the whole story more wholesome. Yeah. The, the writers of these movies would cast different people to voice every single person, but they did it for a reason that Tom Hanks voiced these three characters and it happened to be like really important characters in the movie. What they're trying to say is the boy is basically all of them. Yeah. All I know is that the train conductor kind of looks like Tom Hanks. The, the train conductor? and the hobo the hobo looks kind of similar like he if he looks like the train conductor if he let himself go yeah they do look similar right it's so crazy the boy also has the same color hair as the train conductor it checks oh. out i love the polar express by the way i remember watching that in elementary school and i was like oh this is like the best really yeah dude i always was kind of scared of that movie if you look at it now the animation they look kind of freaky they look like little robots okay so if you guys missed it on tiktok we talked about a crazy willy wonka theory okay so if you look back at the 1971 willy wonka and the chocolate factory there's a crazy theory that willy wonka was actually a killer dude I he's for sure a killer okay when you think about it right in the chocolate factory we see all the these different scenarios that cater to each of the kids we have a room full of candy and obviously we know augustus gloop is gonna go crazy he ends up falling into the river of chocolate willy wonka doesn't really help him at all right he just lets him like oh he gets sucked up into the tube and let him go moving on then you go to mike tv why is there a tv room in a chocolate factory right right he and the kid's obsessed with tv exactly he's obsessed with tv and video games so obviously he's gonna go crazy in there and he does. He gets turned into like a, like three inches. And then obviously Willy Wonka still doesn't really stop him, right? And then he goes, they go to the, the room of the golden eggs. Obviously, Veruca Salt, the richest girl there who's super spoiled, is going to want a golden egg. She obviously goes crazy in that room and Willy Wonka doesn't stop her. She goes down the chute, the garbage chute, the garbage chute. And he's like saying like, Oh, it's like they go to the furnace. To the furnace, like, which is come a on. fireplace with flames. You're not going to survive that. Exactly. And right for Violet, he has this new three-course gum, right? But he tells her, don't eat it. That's all he says. He just says, don't eat it. Obviously, she's going to eat it. She's the chewing gum world champion. You think she's not going to want to chew that gum, right. right? Look what happens. She turns into a blueberry, and we never see any of those kids throughout for the rest of the movie right so in the 1971 movie the ending never shows the kids they all don't show them leaving right all you see is charlie getting the factory insinuating that they died yes in the 2005 version right with johnny depp they, they, they show them they show the kids right but they changed it they made it so you see the kids in the, in the 1971 version, all Willy Wonka says is like, oh, they'll be fine. You never see them. How are they going to be fine if one fell into a furnace full of fire? Exactly. He does say, like, like the furnace is out today. But Mike is a little three-inch boy. Violet's a blueberry. Like, what? No way. Also, too, at the beginning of the movie, right, we see Willy Wonka, like, limping. He limps, and then he all of a sudden does a somersault, and he's, like, happy, right? Right. So they purposely did that so you never know when he's telling the truth or not. They made it so he seems very, like manipulative and secretive oh. right he acts like he's injured and then all of a sudden he does a somersault and he's okay he did that purposely so nobody will ever know when he's telling the truth misdirection dude willy wonka is sketchy the one theory you talked about about the nightmare before christmas oh really like changed the way i look at tim burton movies yeah okay tim burton is a genius for this okay so we have nightmare before christmas we have frank and weenie and we have corpse bride okay and there's a theory that they're all connected okay so you start with frank and weenie right there's a little boy named victor who loses his dog sparky and he's trying to resurrect him and he resurrects him but he ends up losing him again but then you go to corpse bride we have the main character victor who looks exactly like an older version of victor from frank and weenie 
Yeah, literally the same style, same haircut, same everything. Exactly. It's so ridiculously the same. And Victor and the Corpse Bride has a skeleton dog. And it makes sense because in Frankenweenie, Sparky dies. And it only makes sense that he's a skeleton now and he's following Victor later on in his life. It looks like the same kind of dog, too. It's the same exact dog. And then you go to Nightmare Before Christmas, right? We have Jack Skellington. His build is exactly like Victor from The Corpse Bride. Right. It's exactly like him. And then you look at Jack Skellington's dog. He looks like a ghost version of Sparky. And he has a glowing nose. So maybe that's like reference to him being Sparky. Like why else would he have a glowing nose? It's like a spark. Yeah. And it looks exactly like all the other dogs. It went from Sparky being a regular dog, then to being like a Franken dog, then to being a skeleton, then to being a spirit. Right. It makes total sense. Tim Burton just confirmed the, the Burton verse. The Burton verse. Yeah. Growing up, I used to like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, but yeah. it was kind of scary. It was scary. But I heard like the ride at Disneyland too used to be a lot scarier. The Haunted Mansion or the- The Haunted Mansion. It used to be a lot scarier, but I think they changed some stuff in it. They used to have actual guards. There was like a part where, on the Haunted Mansion where you like go by this like hallway. People dressed up as knights, right? Really? But they would like get close to the, the carts uh -huh. and like do things and like try to touch people. Oh my god! So people like freaked out, right? Because you think it's all animatronics. And you yeah. Think like no one's going to touch you. Right. But then like people were getting freaked out and writing letters to Disney saying like, you cannot do this. This is like too scary. Wait, I did not know that. Yeah. It's like- not scary farm. Yeah, so they had to discontinue the whole like night scene. That would freak me out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The f just the thought of them doing that to little kids. That's crazy. So speaking of Disney, this week I talked about a crazy theory about Aladdin. Ooh, yeah. And, and this theory is from Screen Rant. Screen Rant did this probably like what, eight years ago or something like Long that? Long time ago. Basically the theory is, is that Aladdin, the movie Aladdin, takes place a future where like World War Three happened and the world is just like had a reset. Yeah. Like, all of society had to just do a reset. The the facts behind this, right? We know the genie's been stuck in the lamp, yeah. right? He's been stuck in the lamp for, like, 10,000 years. For the genie to be stuck in there for 10,000 years, it would have to have been that Aladdin takes place in the future. Yeah. No matter what year it is, if it's 10,000... If he's stuck in there 10,000 years, it's definitely so far into the future. Yeah, they're saying that actually Aladdin could take place in the year 11,992. That's so crazy. Okay, the genie's been stuck in there for 10,000 years. He comes out, he has neon lights, he has electricity, he knows who Jack Nicholson is, he knows who Arnold Schwarzenegger is. He has all these references from the 90s. So for him to have that knowledge, he had to be alive and around during that time. Exactly, and that must have already happened. And in the Aladdin video game, oh, yeah, we yeah. see a nuclear bomb sitting in the back, and we also see a stop sign. Why would they have a stop sign <laughs> if there's no cars, right, invented yet? Yeah. It's like there's a stop sign there that was left over from the World War. Oh, it's so good. Dude, Aladdin takes place in the future. There's no doubt. There's literally no vehicles why would there be a stop sign all right we all got to talk about this so as we know spider-man no way home right huge huge movie and congratulations to the whole like casting crew because it's the first movie for the pandemic to hit a billion dollars i know that's it, so it crazy. hit a billion dollars in 12 days all right by now huge spoiler alert if you haven't seen spider-man no way home you should skip this part because we're going to be dropping some dropping bombs some. <laughs> toby and andrew are in the movie oh they were so good who would have thought ned would have been the one. I know. Oh to my bring God. him in. Ned got his moment. Ned got his moment. <laughs> Here we are saying that he's going to become the Hobgoblin. And he becomes Doctor Strange's uh, apprentice. But it's still possible. Yes. Now that Ned doesn't know who Peter is. I mean, this leaves the possibility that Ned could be the, become the Hobgoblin. Right. right. All it takes is this, right? This. Is, let me lay it out. Let me yeah. lay it out for everybody. Lay it right? out. Lay it out. All right. So... <laughs> 
So here we go. Ned, MJ, they don't know who Spider-Man is anymore. They don't know who Peter Parker is, right? Peter Parker accidentally does something wrong to Ned. Hurts his feelings a little bit. Maybe hurts a family member of his. Ned doesn't know Peter Parker. He doesn't know who Spider-Man is. Yeah. All he knows is that Spider-Man, that person, just hurt me or hurt my family. I am mad. Yeah. Right? So since he doesn't know who Peter Parker is, he can have like anger towards Spider-Man now. Yep. And want to get vengeance. We know... Oscorp will eventually become a thing in yeah. the MCU, right? Ned's a smart guy going to MIT. That's a science school. Maybe he gets an internship at Oscorp, right? Right. Gets the technology. But what's crazy too is, okay, in the scene when all the Spider-Men are like creating their the cures, right? Ned goes to Toby and he says, did you have a best friend? Right? And he goes, well, I did. And he died in my arms after he tried to kill me. They're basically foreshadowing that Ned could do that. They're definitely like, saying like okay ned could definitely go down this path because ned goes i will not turn into an evil person and try to kill you there's one thing that i just talked about on tiktok that's really exciting for the future of spider-man yeah amazing spider-man one and two right with andrew garfield unfortunately they didn't ever come out with a third one but now there's a huge possibility that they're gonna have a third movie right we see in in spider-man no way home toby tells andrew right yeah don't lose hope Right? Don't lose hope in finding your N MJ. You'll maybe find one. Right. Andrew says, you know, I wish I could fight a, an alien like you guys, like fight Venom. <laughs> it leaves the opportunity for an Amazing Spider-Man 3 to happen to explore Andrew finding his MJ, Andrew fighting Venom. Yeah. And with the new Morbius trailer, right, we actually see the Oscorp building that is the same logo from Andrew's Amazing Spider-Man universe. Yeah, it's literally the same exact logo. And in the Morbius trailer, we actually see a, a sign that says murderer over Spider-Man suit. And yes, it's Toby's suit, but there's a theory that it's actually Andrew Garfield's suit. Here's why, okay? Yeah. In the movie Spider-Man No Way Home, Andrew tells Toby and Tom, I got vengeful, I got rageful ever since Gwen died. I don't pull my punches anymore. Insinuating he's really brutal now, right? And he, he seeks vengeance and he kills people because he, he's not pulling his punches, right? So he's, right. he's punching to kill. Because, okay, think about it. Spider-Man has super strength. If he's not pulling his punches, he could definitely kill someone. Yeah, the guy could literally lift a bus. The theory is now that it kind of confirms that Andrew is in Morbius's universe. And we know that Venom is in Morbius's universe because they talk about Venom. And we know that Venom is actually confirmed to be in Morbius's movie. Andrew's definitely in that universe. Yeah. Andrew needs that third movie. Yeah, he deserves it. Yeah, he is such a good Spider-Man. Okay, but do you know about the Uncle Ben theory? No. Okay, in Tom Holland's story, we don't meet at Uncle Ben. We never really hear about Uncle Ben or anything. Yeah, they never talk about it. But in No Way Home, it seems like Aunt May is his Uncle Ben because she's the one who tells him with great power comes great responsibility. Right. So the theory is that Tom Holland's Uncle Ben actually died in the Battle of New York. Wait, what? We first see Spider-Man in Civil War. That would make sense because it's four years after the Battle of New York. In Homecoming, it still seems like his death is present in the house like aunt may has been through a lot like even tom holland says like i can't do this to may she's been through so much right so it only makes sense that uncle ben passed away in the battle of new york and that's why tom never really learned with great power comes great responsibility and he that's why he always makes reckless decisions he gave the glasses to mysterio right he always does all these things without knowing the consequences but that's because his uncle ben never taught him aunt may is his uncle ben and uncle ben died from the battle of new york unlike all the other Spider-Man's Uncle Ben's. It makes sense because the time matches up too. Makes a lot of sense. Maybe that's what inspired Peter Parker to become Spider-Man in Tom Holland's universe. Okay, now moving on to Dumb Ways to Die. Oh, Dumb Ways to Die. The time where I uh, get shocked by people's <laughs> stupidity. <laughs> oh, we should, you, we should let the audience know. If you're new to the channel, right? Dumb Ways to Die 
is actually where Daniel talks about real life situations, real life stories of people dying in the weirdest, most absurd ways. The first one, it's titled Death by Beard. Death by Beard? Like a beard. Like your facial hair. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> what? Okay, so this man, right? He had one of the world's longest beards. His beard was four feet, seven inches long. Dude, how tall was the guy? Four feet, seven inches. I don't know how tall he was. That's taller than a middle school kid. Exactly. Oh, it's so crazy. Okay. There was actually a large fire that started in his house. Okay. And obviously, his first instinct is run. Get out of the house. Right. So he starts, As you should. As you, you should. should. Yeah. He started running out of the house, but he forgot that his beard was so long. He tripped on his own beard. Oh my gosh. Fell down the stairs, got stuck in the house, and died. How does he trip on his beard? How tall is this guy? He must be short enough to trip on his own beard. <laughs> I don't know what makes him think that. Like, it's like cool to like grow out my beard that long. Dude, what? Yeah. Trips on his beard. He tripped on his beard. Think about it. He tripped. From something coming from his chin. Dude, I can't believe, like, hit when he steps on his beard, you would think he'd, like, yank out his hair. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. But, dude. Dude, those hair hair follicles, though, huh? <laughs> Pretty strong. The next one. So this man was really in a rush to get to work. He's on a full-on sprint to work. He, he works for, like, a security agency. Okay. Okay, so he's running. He trips and falls down a staircase. He bit his tongue so hard. The front part came off, and he got infected, like, pretty much on the spot because he was like he fell on the uh. ground bit his tongue off <laughs> and it became infected with bacteria like on the spot Dude, and then he got what? rushed to the hospital and died he fell so hard uh-huh that he fell and he bit his tongue dude what the he heck? bit through the whole thing okay this next one this is this is a story from a long time ago okay okay so this was like a ruler of like a like a little empire the ruler right he tells all his people like i'm the greatest ruler of all time Shower me in gifts, okay? Okay. So everybody is like showering him gifts, giving him hats, clothes, everything they can give him. He got so many gifts and they were just throwing all the gifts at him that they threw so many, it killed him. What the heck? I don't get how that happened. He died from the impact of the presence or suffocation? Both. Like, okay, let's let's back up a little bit, all right? So we got we got this guy, right? This empire, right? He's sitting in his chair. He's like, shower me in gifts. Yeah. So I envision there's a line of people and they're all handing them the gifts, but it must have been that they all no, lined it's, up and it's they a, started throwing. It's a crowd and they were throwing. An arena. Yeah. And he's in the middle and then they're all just, they're just showering him. I mean, maybe there was a plan. Maybe they all put like stones inside the presents, right? And they just let them all oh, go. Maybe. Okay, this is the, the next one. It's titled Death by Dessert. It was about a king. This is a kind of a long time ago too. He ate so much he died, but this is what he ate. He had a meal of lobster, caviar, sauerkraut, cabbage soup, smoked herring, champagne, 14 servings of his favorite dessert, and it's called Selma. It's like bread dipped in a bowl of hot milk. And after eating all that, he collapsed and died. Oh, that's really scary to think about. Because like, you know like how there's times when like you're really hungry and you like crave something? Yeah. And you eat it. That's one of my like phobias too is like, oh no, like what well, if you eat too much and you die? That is pretty scary. I mean, what you just described there, the 14 desserts, uh -huh. bread and milk, like that's not crazy. It's not crazy. And I, w I don't honestly think 14 is a crazy number. Think but about like dipping 14 little pieces of bread. Yeah, that's true. It's like Oreos. You could eat 14 Oreos. Yeah, you could. And this guy died from it. These dumb ways to die are crazy. This next part of the podcast is called Whose Side Are You On? Where my girlfriend Leia finds a real life story on Reddit that someone actually wrote about the real life. Mm -hmm. And we have to decide who's right and who's wrong. Here's Leia. Woo! All right. Whose side are you on? Is the girl right or wrong? 
Am I wrong for having feelings for an ex while dating someone else? Oh, here we go. (laughs) So I'm 20 female in a relationship with someone I had planned on becoming roommates with for a while. And that's all well and good. They are 20 male, let's call them D, sweet as can be. However, my ex 20 male, let's call him R, revealed to me a few weeks ago that he misses being in a relationship with me and has feelings still. Months ago, I had expressed I still had feelings for him, and he said he didn't have any romantic or physical attraction to me anymore, so I forced myself to move on with my life. Fast forward a bit, and now I'm with my current partner, D, who is a wonderful person who respects my every want and need and is an exceptionally empathetic person. They are everything someone could want out of a partner. We have most of the same interests, too. However, when my ex, R, recently mentioned about having feelings still, that sort of complicated my own feelings a bit. I care very deeply about my current partner and would never do anything to hurt or disrespect them, but I do still have feelings for my ex that still linger. What should I do? My partner knows me and my ex are extremely close, and my ex has his own code of honor that he'd never get in the way of any of my relationships, and I've never cheated in my life and never intend to. I just am at a loss. This is always on my mind, and I keep fighting over myself of what to do. Any ideas? Whose side are you on? Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. So many red flags. <laughs> that was horrible. That girl needs to be canceled. She's totally using the, the D guy as a rebound. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she said she forced, her, you know, her, herself to get over the guy. Well, obviously, so. she's, she's not. Yeah. She's not over him if, if we're having this conversation. Oh. And this R guy. Okay. You are a... Oh, you messed it all up. Yeah. You messed it all up. You said, oh, I'm never going to get in between you and another boyfriend. And look what you're doing. And we're here now. We're here in between. Yep. What the heck? Causing her to write a Reddit post. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the fact that, too, like, she said she still had feelings, but then he lost feelings. And all of a sudden, he's magically back, and she's in a perfectly healthy relationship. Yeah, what I don't understand is how she writes this saying how, you know, her ex, the R guy, said he has like you know rules and standards where he's not going to get involved right in between her relationship yeah and yet he's right there in the middle how are you writing this right and you're like <laughs> but r said he's never going to get involved but you know he said now he has feelings for me yeah he literally just put himself back in yeah yep. girl what's wrong with you sounds like you're justifying the wrong things it's funny how she's trying to justify it in the same paragraph and then she contradicts what she said in the paragraph before. Yeah. Dude, you are lost. <laughs> Bad girl. Go to your room. Time out. <laughs> okay, don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little weird. <laughs> uh, okay, I think we're done. <laughs> Cut it out. I'm going to leave that in. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so the girl's wrong. Girl's wrong. She's in time out. <laughs> <laughs> You're just stretching it. <laughs> Thank you, Leia. Thank you, Leia. Woo! Leia! Get out! Wow, that was a really good dunk. That was a crazy story, though. I feel like that story, though, happened so much. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching the podcast and listening to the podcast. If you're new to the channel, make sure you smash the subscribe button. And if you guys don't mind, please hit the like button. It helps us a lot. We're trying our best here. <laughs> uh, basically... Also, if this video gets, let's say, uh, should we say 2,000 likes, we will do the hot ones, the Sean Evans, the spicy wings challenge on the Full Length Podcast. (laughs) So 2,000 likes and we'll do it. Make sure you comment below your suggestions. As you guys saw throughout the episode, we popped it on the screen. And uh, 
yeah so let us know what you want us to talk about next week and we'll see you guys tomorrow on tiktok and we'll see you guys next week on youtube a podcast spotify god bless you guys be on the tiki talk